Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds, episode 360, halfway to 720. You know what? This this episode, full circle. <laughs> yes. Ah, nice, Chris. <laughs> this is it. Um, what do we need to... Is there anything... Uh, well, I know we have some new listeners. This is... My name's Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. Welcome. Welcome to the Comedy Film Nerds mm-hmm. podcast. We go over movies that just came out this past weekend. We're going to go over some trailers, some DVDs. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to be doing Logan, Get Out, um, and all sorts of cool stuff on DVD, and a couple of uh, a couple of other announcements, too. A couple other big announcements. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we want to do the, the, the Patreon? We're going to start a Patreon yes, thing. I think we should, because uh, that will force us to finish the page today. <laughs> So, <laughs> if we mention it if now, we mention it now. Now it has to right. go up and be yeah. finished today. We've done everything else. Whether we just need to record right. the video, yes. And uh, so this is one of the things we wanted to just kind of talk to you guys directly. Those of you who've been with us for um, many, many years, and we and those appreciate. Just joining us. And those just joining us, yeah, we 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 appreciate the support, past, present, and future. You guys have always been there for us through. Uh, three Kickstarters, they've all funded. Um, you guys have supported the store and all those things. Um, but a, a lot of you, too, have got, kind of given us the feedback. Well, I've already bought a couple things in the store. I don't, there's nothing really else I want. Why don't I just like donate? Can I just give you guys a couple bucks a little bit here and there? And this is one of the reasons we wanted to do the Patreon is for you guys. But also, we need to grow the company, and there's a lot of things we need to do, and we need money to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, really. For what we've been doing with the podcast, the website, we've we've published a book, we've made a feature film. We're basically a toy company trying to build a city, is what is what we're doing, and uh, we really need your help to bring us to the next level. <laughs> we need some munchkins. We yes. need a, a labor force. Uh, yeah. So we've sort of hit a ceiling. Like, there's not much more we can Chris and I can do, and, and hiring little part time people here and there. It's just not. It's not enough. Right. So. Um, we saw, saw some other shows have had success with Patreon, and some of you have even said you guys should start one. So right, so here it is. And one of the things you'll see, yeah, it's like no, we don't want to take your yeah. money. <laughs> um, but so it'll be on the home the 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 link will be on the homepage of comedyfilmers dot com. We'll also put a link on the Facebook page. Uh, and what, well, we're going to give you like bonus content and, and a bunch of cool things, a, a bunch of ways you can support us for a dollar a month if you'd like, and then higher levels we're going to get you exclusive content that will only release to the Patreon supporters. Access to the Patreon feed, which will uh, give you like one free bonus secret show a month. And then also all the kind of behind the scenes updates and stuff you can, uh, we'll put in like little development reports on the other things that we're Mm -hmm. doing. Um, This podcast will stay free. Yes. Of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're not taking, let's be clear too, because sometimes fans panic. We're not taking anything away. We could. We (laughs) Uh, but we won't because we, <laughs> for now, you know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not, the, what we what we want to do is add, and, and that's the main thing we want to do. We want to add video content. We want to add more shows. We want to expand, uh, the CFN network and expand production and make more feature films and all those things we have it tiered. I mean, the main things is we need help. We need an office. We just, we need, we need a, like, all these things yeah. employee. We- to, to grow the way we want to. And one of the points we wanted to make too, is we're an indie company. There's no corporation, there's no investors, there's no, like a lot of times you look online and you see the film review sites or whatever, they're owned by other companies now. And mm-hmm. like like one company will buy up a bunch of film sites or, or whatever. Yeah, like we're not going to put money into an oil pipe. 
pipeline. Right. <laughs> We're not going to like some of this money goes for uh, weapons. Um, it'll just well, go. you know, let's well, not put anything off the right, table. You might buy a rocket yeah, launcher yeah. too. Like that's help us out by. <laughs> yeah. So we will have a rocket launcher tier, and uh, <laughs> it'll be more helpful than you think. It'll be great, guys. We have a Kevlar uh, tier. Yeah. We have a night scope tier. We're gonna have a lot of great sniper tiers. So, so, so this is the kind of thing we really need your help to. Uh, um, a, dig out of the hole that earbuds put us in, and uh, B, to really uh, grow the company. And a lot of you, like like Graham had said, has suggested you guys should really do a Patreon. So um, we know you guys have helped us out, and we know you guys will help us out again. And we really, really appreciate all the support, like I said, past, present, and future. Let's introduce our guest. Let's do it. First time on the show. Yay. Mm-hmm. Nick Youssef. Hi. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Perfectly. Nick and I see Yeah, and A lot of people fuck that up. Yeah. They go Nike <laughs> or Neek <laughs> or Rick sometimes. <laughs> the Youssef part, they always get perfect. That's every always time. Mm-hmm. How yeah. could you fuck that up? Well, because everyone knows a Middle Eastern person out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not a lot of people have met a Nick. So <laughs> you run into that issue a lot. <laughs> so you were doing a podcast for a while. For I was. ABC. Yeah. Are you doing another? You starting another one? I'm starting another one right now. I'm in the recording process. I want to get a few. In the uh, yeah, in the books. In the then, can. And in then, the hopper. Yeah, in the hoppers. I never heard that one. In the <laughs> yeah. hopper. Uh, and then yeah, launch launch it. Uh, hopefully in a few weeks. I just got the cover art done um, by some like listeners of the old podcast i kind of would just like put it out there i was like does anyone want to donate their talents to come up with it and then someone we're all for crowdsourcing every aspect of the business i got and you always (laughs) make me a sandwich right yeah yeah (laughs) i need a ride yeah um i got a couple people because you always do whenever you ask for anything a couple people go hey fuck you quit asking for free stuff and then there's people that are like i'd be happy to help man you guys provided a free podcast i think it's really nice and then generally you know, that's a 10 to 90 ratio yeah too. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so you know, yeah the were, guy that's yelling somebody already asked him for something earlier today yeah like, what the fuck stop everyone's asking yeah. me for stuff yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you don't you don't take it personally really no. it's just funny when people are like because uh, i'm always like just don't respond then i right. wasn't asking <laughs> you it's not like i called you yeah. i didn't get your number and yeah. interrupt you, your dinner and be like hey man give me free you yeah. know whatever I'm, that, like, I'm just asking energy, who wants to. Yeah, that energy to write, write a hateful email, you could have made three logos for you exactly, in that time. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But more, way more people are, are willing to help yeah. or rec- they'll be willing to recommend someone who can. Like, hey, I don't right. know stuff mm-hmm. when it comes to graphic design or computers, but so-and-so does. Mm-hmm. And then someone will like, give you something simple and cool. And then I did. I got, I got a really cool like uh, drawing of me with like the name and then... Um, and then I got to get like a few episodes ready to go, and then can I can you announce what the it. show is, or do you want to keep um, them under wraps? I guess yet? I can maybe. It's I, I'm gonna do. It's it's like ch- it's change. It keeps changing. So initially, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those where I'm like, I'm gonna do a podcast about this, and now it's a kind quicker of, answer would have been no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. So I guess no. I guess yeah. not. Not right now. <laughs> Because I'm realizing if I start to say something and then a few weeks later I'm like, well, I eliminated two out of those three elements yeah. and changed them. So I guess not yet. Uh, <laughs> All right. Thanks for editing my response. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you do a monthly show at the Belly Room at the Comedy Store. Yeah, yeah. A new material show called Workshop. So oh, I that get, sounds really cool. Yeah. I I'm get doing it April 26th. April 26th. At 8 p.m. How long right. are the sets? Uh, eight, eight to ten minutes, depending on the lineup. 
Oh, that's a great Sometimes exercise. Sometimes I'll get like Joe Rogan or someone who'll close the show, do a much longer set, so mm-hmm. the sets will be, you know, shorter. Um, I haven't set foot in the la- in the comedy store in probably 15 years. Like, no way. I have just... I did that thing when every comic moves to LA. I mm-hmm. tried to get stage time wherever I could. Yeah. And I was part of a belly room show. For, Which one? It, uh, this is a long time ago. So it was called Fancy Ketchup and Friends, I uh-huh. think. And uh, it was like a variety show that was in the I belly think room. I may have done that one. That yeah, of course I did. you did. Of course you did. You were booking the show at Borders <laughs> yes, Bookstore. Yes, I so know. We, the, <laughs> we would the, swap. Yeah, the booking exchange program. <laughs> That's funny. And this was like in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started to get regular sets. The Laugh Factory, I performed there a handful of times, just mm-hmm. couldn't get any traction there. And the Improv started hiring me. Yeah, the Improv and, was my own club. Yeah, too. and then yeah. so then they started booking me in all their other road rooms, so that was it. And then yeah. I just couldn't. And whoever like took, first it was Mitzi, then it was like other people took over booking the comedy mm-hmm. store. And I was like, so I never, I'm excited. I mean, I'm like, I don't even know. Where to park. Where to park. <laughs> Is Chewy going to tell me to... Oh, that guy's long gone. Oh, wow. Yeah, long gone. That place is nothing like it used to be. It's way friendlier now. Uh, the doors are way more open to comics from all over as where it used to be. Kind of like a weird mystery. You know, you'd go there and there'd be like comedy store comics and that was, you know, kind of right. it. Knife fights. And- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, weird rituals in the basement involving <laughs> candles. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah now it's like it does so well like all the shows it's are crushing everyone says it's it's, it's just, the best club it's i've always thought it's the best club in, sure. in, in town um but it really is now you know the shows are sold out almost every night the biggest names in comedy are there all the time and it's just it's it's great it reminds the older comics of what it was like during the first comedy boom like where they're like they just walked and be like I haven't seen it like this since the eighties, you know. Oh, I'm like, was it cool. really like this? Apparently, it was even crazier then. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I mean. I think that's what we are all ho- when we when I moved here in the nineties, mm-hmm. we were all sort of still hoping for that. Like, yeah. we'd go show up, and then in the nineties, it was the Improv was kind of the club. Yeah. It was that bar at the Improv. And, well, you also mm-hmm. had A and E's evening at the Improv, yeah. right? Yeah, you had that, and the comedy store sometimes felt like this like haunted house or something yeah. like it was like Ooh. so to hear that, that you weren't sure it was even open and and now it's a here like that's why i'm so excited when you said hey when you asked me oh this, yeah i was like I, i'm i'm excited to go over there because everyone's saying it's so great so yeah it's great it, it'll it'll be a good time cool yeah Cool. April 26, guys, belly room. Yeah. Book yeah. it. Do it. All right, let's talk some movies. Yeah, let's do it. We, let's talk about Logan. We got to talk about Logan. You uh, guys both saw it? Uh, yeah. I saw it last night. Uh, right. I went over the weekend. Now, I actually, I'm glad I got my tickets early because I knew it was going to sell out because I did, you know, um, we had a date night, my wife and I. And when you do that, 8.30 on a Saturday, that's a sellout time for an opening right. movie. Oh, yeah. So we got tickets in advance and... Uh, you know, mostly great people in the audience. Usually, when you're in an arc light, it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, you're sitting near an asshole when the uh, the person up front is going, uh, uh, "Please turn off all cell phones." And uh, the person behind you, you hear them go, "Nope." Right. <laughs> I'm like, what uh, is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? Seriously. So, um, but luckily, he shut up. So. The movie was fantastic. I absolutely uh, loved this film. It's a great um, Wolverine movie. It's a great 
uh, comic book movie, and it's also a really good drama movie, all kind of put together. The one thing I was really worried about is when Deadpool came out, and it was R. Remember, it, yeah, it yeah. was a big, violent R movie, and then right after that was successful, you heard, oh, well, the next Wolverine movie is going to be R2, because they make money. So immediately, it was like, okay, studio misunderstanding what happened, so you're going to take a PG-13 movie and just throw a bunch more violence in it that will not fit the actual story or... or, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Um, that wasn't the case here. Everything, this was an R-rated movie from start to finish, but it didn't feel like it was forced. I felt like maybe people said fuck a few too many times to get that R rating, but other than that, the violence, the way it was handled, the way it um, was, because also, obviously, Wolverine is a very gritty, violent character. Um, so th- that one fear I had was gone. It was really well done, well put together. Uh, James Mangold did a uh, great job. Apparently, he's going to release a black and white version of the film later this year. That's uh, that's rumored to happen. To, I mean, he did three ten cool. to Yuma. He did the Wolverine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like solid actor and a, a, excuse me, solid director, but solid choice for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Patrick Stewart lost twenty one pounds to play the sick and elderly uh, Charles Xavier. Now, this movie was a gamble for sure, because when you look at a movie like this, you see all the other X-Men in the franchises, you have it far into the future, you have, you know, a lot of the other X-Men are gone, you know, you see, you know all this in the trailer, this is not, these are not spoilers. And, you know, what's going to happen to mutants, what's going to happen at the end of this film, and all those things really engage you, even though, you know, like with comic book movies and stories, everything can be retconned, this is like a, quote, possible future, you know, I mean, X-Men is no, um, they're no stranger to time travel in their movies, so, but all that aside, it doesn't matter, it was a great movie, it was entertaining from start to finish, uh, Hugh Jackman really, really put his all into this movie. I really think part of it was, this is the last time I'm going to play this character. I'm going to nail it, and I'm going to bring um, other things to it that haven't been seen in, like, say, like the Brian Singer versions of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't realize it's been over a decade he's been playing Wolverine. Isn't it like, it's probably something like 20-some years now? Yeah. It's like a long yeah. time he's been playing wow. Wolverine. Um, but And one of the also pitfalls is that Wolverine is, quote, an ageless character. So no one really, in the comic books, no one really knows how old he is. But here you could see there's aging, his healing powers are, are starting to fail and all those things. And everything just works and put and gets put together really nicely. Great villain. Uh, the little girl does a great job. Um, you know, it was, it was, quote, like the next experiment that has a lot of Wolverine's traits. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I just really enjoyed it. And I really felt like it, it hit all the right marks. And it makes me hit all the right tones, hit all the right marks. And it made me think like... Some studios are learning lessons from Marvel and others are not because these are Marvel characters, but Fox has the rights to X-Men. And there were a couple misfire X-Men and there were a couple good X-Men. This one was like, let's kind of see what Marvel's doing and make better comic book movies. Or like this really felt like almost like a Dark Knight or Dark Knight Returns, like a Christopher Nolan movie where this isn't a comic book movie. This is a dramatic action violent movie with comic book characters in it. And it makes all the difference when you flip the importance of the drama and the comic book action. So I, I really felt this was a um, a, a really um, a really great way to cap off Wolverine. 
Now, will we ever see Wolverine on the screen again? Of course we will, possibly with another actor or whatever. But this was like a great swan song. And I love the fact that Patrick Stewart was in it too. Like you could have easily not had him in the movie, but him being in the movie was great. And then also Stephen Merchant, I barely recognized him. Yeah. It's like, is that the guy that co-created The Office? I'm like, yeah, that's... I thought he him. looked exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really happy. I really like this movie. I can't wait to talk about more on a spoiler. And uh, what did you think, uh, Nick? So we, we can't, there's no spoilers, right? Oh, yeah, right. No spoilers. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's what happens at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I got to be careful then, no spoilers. Um, I, I really agree with the, the Christopher Nolan uh, uh, aspect of it. Yeah. I love when they do that with, mm-hmm. with comic book movies. Because you kind of just see, when they reimagine these films, it's just usually the same type of movie right. shot a little bit differently. You know? Right. But um, what Christopher Nolan did with the Batman franchise like really brought me back into that whole world of comic book characters stuff because they he gave other the other characters stuff to do. It wasn't just yeah, Batman going yeah. from fight to fight. And they just they you know he humanized the character. Right. Yeah, it wasn't just this mm-hmm. bat guy flying around with this gravelly voice. You know, <laughs> right? So they they kind of did that with with Wolverine, and I, I I thought it was great. I thought it was like. Uh, like a dark knight meets john wick meets the x-men you know <laughs> that's it, a good way to describe it, it. i think it, that's it felt, accurate. it felt that way yeah. especially with like with the way the character you know um was kind of dressed and the way he looked like it, there mm-hmm. was just moments where i was like are they are they taking a little bit from the john wick playbook here which was not bad right because the those movies were were amazing too but um I liked how dark it was. I liked that they're, uh, they did show that this guy is like a, a person. He's aging. He's not like as invincible right. as you thought he was, which put, makes the stakes higher, you know? Because every time you watch an X-Men movie, you're like, these guys are all going to be fine. Right. Like they're mostly right. going to be okay. Yeah. You know? Unless Brett Ratner's directing. <laughs> right. Then everyone's screwed. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, including, including the, the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. Um, <laughs> I I always like to judge a, an action movie by how um how badly I need to use the restroom and I don't go. <laughs> usually I'm like fantastic system. That's, yeah, that's a good metric. Yeah, usually I drink a lot of coffee and water during the day, so I'm I'm always just like oh, I gotta use the restroom. And it always happens in a movie, but this one I was like I can't find a time to go. I don't want to get up, and I stayed throughout the entire thing and was pretty much glued to my seat because it didn't read like your average x-men movie uh the little girl i agreed was fantastic i've never i don't know who she has never seen her in anything before but she was awesome um the wolverine character was a lot different than the other films uh it was funny when it needed to be but not overboard right uh the way patrick stewart played uh xavier was great mm-hmm. it was just different enough because Look, when, when when Hugh Jackman was like, I'm going to give up the Wolverine character, I was like, oh, so soon? You've only been in 38 X-Men yeah. films. Like, oh, we'll do like 19 more. What's, you know? <laughs> I was actually kind of like, you know, good. Hang it up. And I hope this is a great last film. And I really thought it was. I was like, I felt like the story was like complete for me. Right. I was like, good, no more. And I'll, I'll be fine if they make another X-Men Film. I mean, they'll, they'll probably make fifty more X Men films, but without him in it, great. He did. He completed that character. Right. right. I left that film satisfied, which I don't leave a lot of films satisfied, especially films like that where the world's so open and X Men can be pretty confusing. 
especially with the way they they make these movies like this one takes place in the future this one takes place in the 40s this one (laughs) takes place in the 40s but in a different timeline (laughs) xavier's 23 in this film he's 78 in that film (laughs) this one he's actually in another dimension he's not even the xavier we know he actually has more hair when he's an old guy you're confused like you don't know where to start um but yeah, I was able to kind of jump in. You didn't really know what year it I don't think it was exactly, but or what the state of things were. You knew like there weren't as many uh It was twenty seventeen. Twenty seven or twenty twenty nine, I thought. <laughs> no, I think there it's going to be twenty seventeen. That world, the post apocalyptic world. world. I think that's what we're. Oh, I yeah. thought I thought they said it was like twenty twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, it's twenty twenty nine, but I think we're gonna get there quicker. Oh, you're making a Trump joke. Yes, I okay. am. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, wait, I was am like, I? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I, that was the one thing, and this might just be me, but I think I, it, uh, the exact, I think it was like 2020 yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. 20, 2020. So it's, it's, it's 10 years ish in the future. Yeah. And it's only hinted at what happened to all the other X Men and mutants. It's just, and, and I'll tell you, it's one and, of those times where you don't need all the backstory, they're not here anymore. That's okay. Yeah. I, I I buy it. They're not here anymore. Let's, yeah. let's go. Yeah. And they hint mm. at what w- the state of affairs in the U.S., Mexico, and in the world. They don't really get too into it. And that this might be just me, but I love knowing what happened. Right. I need to know why the world is like that. Why are the skies always gray? <laughs> Tell me about the nuke that went off. Whatever movie it is, you know. <laughs> But I'm like, like The Walking Dead never did enough of that for me. Right. Why did it happen? Right. You know, I always need to know more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't by any means ruin the film. But right. I, I'm just like that. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you know, I'm normally like that. That's yeah. really interesting because I, I love like, all right, I need to know why all these things are together and happening. But yeah. For some reason, this one, I just gave a pass. I'm like, oh, nope. Good enough for me. Because it, yeah, it was about it was about Wolverine. Right. And, and done in the right way where you're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to just follow the character and I, I'll just accept everything that happened happened and right. for whatever reason and let's follow this guy's journey and see where it mm-hmm. goes but um i was kind of i was kind of surprised i went in a little skeptical i'm like mm-hmm. i i didn't see the last wolverine movie i heard it was bad so i just skipped it um but the last couple x-men i liked so i was a little skeptical i'm like are they gonna ruin this are they gonna are they gonna make a bad movie Right, about it's a coin toss sometimes yeah. in the X Men oh, franchise. Yeah. It really it is. is. For sure, for so sure. I was a little nervous, especially the solo quote solo Wolverine yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. That well, first cool. one was one but of yeah, the I'm, worst I'm, ones. Yeah, I'm going to recommend it to people for sure yeah. because the, they it opened at 4,071 screens, which is the largest opening for an R rated movie ever, which is shows you the power wow. of this oh, wow. franchise. I think, um, wow. and you know, again, James Mangold. I mean, he's done. Copland, he's done Walk the Line, he's done Girl Interrupted. Uh, I I love getting. This is the other thing that when Marvel does it right, they do they they do it right. They get a director that can hand that. They don't just hire like this is the problem. I feel like maybe I'm going way way on a t- tangent here, but like this is the problem with the Star Trek fran- franchise. Get Justin Lin, get the Fast and Furious guy. Oh, so it's just it's just car chases in space. Yes, there's no depth, there's no substance mm. to those movies, and you need a director. You're picking from the wrong list. You are. You're picking <laughs> yeah. from the wrong list, and and when people like uh, uh, someone that's done, I understand the studios. Like okay, this budget had a, it was a ninety-seven million dollar budget, which is low for these it, type of very movies. Low. Which is and it's I was reading too. It's like well, you know, um, this is kind of a gamble because of the storyline and it's a smaller uh, story. 
you know, one of the things I was reading that uh, James Mangold convinced the studio was like, was because, well, we'll bring in the budget lower. But you think $97 million, is that a lower That's budget? The low, is yeah. that the low version of yeah. these? I guess so. <laughs> so I, I understand, like, wow, we're putting you in charge. And a lot of times these movies are $150, $200 million. Mm, right. So, we, you know, we put some indie director in charge of that. They're going to be in over their head. They're not going to know what they're doing. But it's like, if they know how to direct characters and, and act, like, actors right. and uh, then then it can work because you can have your VFX uh, supervisor on set helping. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can, there's a team of people doing the big stuff mm-hmm. and you can still do filmmaking. Yeah. Which is shoot an interesting story and have interesting characters. Yes. Um okay, well I'm excited. I'll see this eventually and we'll do a spoiler on it. We'll do a talk That'd about be great. talk about the ending. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of requests for the spoiler I know. on Twitter. I, uh, so I saw Get Out. Yes, and this is another one we got requests for for spoilers, too. So I think that we got to just kind of swap. I'll see Get Out, and then you see Logan. We, we should, should do a spoiler on this because yeah. there's a bunch of stuff in the ending I just can't even go near. Right. I, I'm not even going to bring up because – anyway. Yeah. It's a solid – it's a it's a really good movie, and mm-hmm. it's um, it has a $4.5 million budget. Yes. And uh, it's Jordan Peele from, from Key and Peele. So – We're in like the Purge range budgets for yeah, this one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And – That's not, how low the budget was for Purge? Purge was not a high-budget movie. The first Purge oh, wow. movie was like $3 million. Then mm-hmm. Now they've got – like the second one was like 8 or 9 and okay. then now they're like 15 This last one was like 12 or – they're not a lot. Wow. Um so the thing I liked about there's so many things I liked about this movie. First of all, and you don't and to to get, let the audience know too, you're not a huge horror fan either. I don't like horror uh, horror movies. That this is more of a thriller. It is it has horror aspects to it. Okay. If you want to get technical, yeah. Um. So there is, but I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Mm-hmm. It is scary. It has a, a little sense of humor to it, but this is not a comedy. This is not a parody of horror movies, right? Which is great because. Yeah. Some people might go, oh, Key and Peele. Right. It's going to be skits and jokes and ghosts. It's going to be a scary movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, they, it's, no, it's not that at all. It's, and man, he's a really good filmmaker. He, uh, as it said, he was inspired by Night of the Living Dead because they had a black protagonist and the Stepford Wives was also an inspiration. Um, and it has, there's, there's amazing themes in it, obviously. The themes are like, you know, when a black person tries to assimilate to rich white culture, they have to give up their identity. You know, right. like that's pretty, pretty clear. Um, but it's not, you know, it's Bradley Whitford and, and Catherine Keener are like, I guess the stars, you have Alison Wilson from the, from girls, the show girls. Bradley Whitford is, uh, can he, can his resume even fit on IMDb? Uh, I mean, like it's, he's been in like, uh, almost thousands of movies yeah. by now. And, yeah, he's great. Yeah. And, and you've got, you know, Daniel Kalua. He was in, you know, Sicario. He was in Kick-Ass 2. But he's not, he's the lead and he's not a giant star. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's a well-crafted movie. It's well-written. It's really interesting. It doesn't go on too long. Doesn't go on too long. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, you know, you could have some, there's obviously a lot of horror cliches and stuff you could fall into. Yeah kind of does a little but it's forgiven because it it does all these mm-hmm. other sort of things that breaks it. It's a, it's a really um 
it's hard to talk about without revealing anything right. of it. So I just want to say it's really cool. It's really interesting. If you like horror or thriller movies, you're going to love this. Yeah. yeah. It also feels like, too, it didn't have like a lot of notes and meddling where it was his vision and his voice throughout the whole movie. Absolutely. I yeah. feel like he got to make his movie. Yeah. Right. That's re- I really, it really, there was nothing in there I was like, oh, that's the studio told him to do that. Right. You right. know, like yeah. it was his thing. And, I love seeing a lot of lesser known actors given a lot to do, you know, and, and flex and, you know, it's really, it's really, and there's some great scenes. There's some great scenes with people when they're sort of in this particular state and their emotions, you know, it's like, again, I'm, I get, yeah, it's really (laughs) hard to talk about without giving. It is. Yeah. Have you seen it? I saw it, yeah. What, and what did you, is I it mean, part Stepford Wives a little bit? I never saw Stepford Wives. Yes, it is part mm. Stepford Wives in there. Okay. Um I I agree it's it's more of a thriller. It's suspenseful the entire way through. You're just like what's going to happen? What's mm-hmm. going to happen? I can't believe this is happening. What does this mean? What's going to happen next, you know? And the keep, creepiest shit. Yeah. Like creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it felt I mean it felt realistic you know it's not like you know ghouls and goblins and and, you know and and weird supernatural things at all you know Mm -hmm. so you're you're kind of you're kind of like i i believe all this is happening in a way but um i really enjoyed it i went in there not even really knowing what to expect i was like a horror movie that touches on on race you know that's Mm -hmm. really all i knew and i try and limit my knowledge of a movie that's supposed to be great i don't read anything about it just go right in um, I really like it. That's the best way to see oh, yeah, these yeah. movies too, yeah. because there's so much hype and noise yeah. you all get over. Swayed so easily yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. in either direction. When they're like, "It's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes," I'm like, "La la 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 la!" Yeah, I don't want to yeah. hear that. I don't want to hear that. And then people are immediately like, "Well, it's not going to be good. It's going to not going to live up to this." I'm like, right. "I don't want to know anything." Um, I thought it was. I thought it was great. Uh, and if you don't like it, you're a racist. Uh, <laughs> that's just point blank. No. Here, here. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. That it is going to create a lot of uh, a lot of discussion, which I think is cool, in a way that um, that won't be so serious, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it won't be all because right lately, like you'll talk about race with people, and it's all related to to the last election or politics in America, right. and things can get very heated. But I've had a couple of discussions about the movie that involve race, or, or movies like Thirteenth or I I'm Not Your Negro, which are also fantastic, but. This one, you can have a conversation about race in a more lighthearted mm-hmm. manner and still be talking about something serious. You know, there were certain scenes in the movie, and again, without giving anything away, where some white people will be like, Oh, do we do that? Like, or is that, cons- oh, I guess that's considered kind of racist. You know, that's yeah. having this viewpoint is, is not, I guess, that okay. You know, and you can have a discussion using the movie you know and and kind of laugh about it but also make make a point which it did throughout the entire thing and kind of scared the shit out of you so you don't really see a lot of films done that way that that's dis- a hard thing to do it's so hard watching it i was like i can't believe he's pulling this off it's so I great know. you're laughing you're listening to a serious point being made and you're kind of scared at the same time it was just so well done it's it's one of those movies that is worth seeing twice which is also rare it's and the other thing too. There's there's just great filmmaking aspects to it in terms of his use of the sound. Mm-hmm. He did things that a good horror director can make little weird sounds come yeah. out. Like we were in the upper right corner of the theater, 
and some little weird sound was happening in the in the right side of the speakers that then came across the whole theater and I was like, ah, like, <laughs> like that sort of just like, like, you're just some weird like song or like, like violin strings, like mm-hmm. that are being touched in a off-putting. weird way. It was really uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. and off-putting. And then um, again, the comedy, the, 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 the intentionally funny scenes Sometimes, you know, in a horror movie, there's just like horrible dialogue. Yeah. Just like, hey, we're going to be... The, and it's just like, oh, God, some like CW actors are, are getting right. bad dialogue or whatever. <laughs> right. And this was like, oh, That's no. That's what th- they're used to. This is funny. <laughs> like, this was yeah. legitimately funny while still staying in the context of this world that's been created. Yeah. I, I really... Yeah, I can't say enough about it. It's yeah. right. fantastic. And at the same time, we can't say too much. Like, I know, yeah. away. It's like, yeah. it's, this is a difficult movie to not give away. Beginning of March, two, uh, two hits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really surprising. I was like, there wasn't that much of a dead zone because... That's I, a different movie. I think... <laughs> but like, there wasn't as many in, in Dumping Ground in terms of January, February. I guess just for me, maybe, because I was catching up on so many Oscar movies. Well, you know, it's that- interesting. I think maybe um, we're finally getting to see the studios get a little more savvy about it. We're like, no, people will go see a good movie if it shows up in January right. or February. Yeah, yeah. And, right. and March, we're getting like almost like an early summer season this anymore. Is- I mean, we're getting... Logan, Kong, and, you know, get out all in March. It's, yeah. It's the thing. It, it, I guess that is unusual. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, a, normally you're, like, dying for summer to come, so the big mm-hmm. movies. That's, like, my whole childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing that's great, um, it had, it's, Get Out has made almost $80 million. And it didn't open on a lot of screens, right? Right. Yeah. And that's gone, I think they're opening on more, but the, here's the thing it's about. It's going to reach Logan's budget soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The the thing that's in and it's done by uh, Bloomhouse, so that the Bloomhouse production. So you lot. know that's that's where it is, uh, yeah. where that those budgets are very meticulously set at that range, right? And really, they know how to do low budget horror. Mm-hmm. That's their whole bread and butter. Yep. And oh, they, wow. What they, else have they done? Oh man, they've the done Purge movies. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. Done, right. Although they did Whiplash, so sometimes they uh, they oh, go wow. outside of uh, horror. But that's mm, I mean, that's 80, a horror movie if you studied music. I think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then you're frightening yeah, the entire way through. <laughs> so yeah, this is really cool. I, I cannot say enough. Go see Get Out, and the, and obviously this is a, a great example. I think another reason why the studios might be waking up. Social media has driven this movie the last week. Yes. Because it oh, came yeah. out a week or so before Logan, and all anyone's been talking about is yeah. how great it is. Yep. Um, and that's helping drive sales. I mean, Stranger Things, that was a huge social media yep. effect. Like, uh-huh. I like I kept saying, oh, gosh, everyone I know is keeps talking about this show. So you got to see it. Movie. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So we have a sponsor oh, this week. Casper. Yep, Casper Mattresses. <clears throat> Uh, now, just to give you the URL right away, because you know what we're talking about, casper.com slash comedy film nerds. We're going to help you out. $50 off a uh, amazingly priced mattresses. Comedy film nerds, $50 off. Use that is the code promo. Film nerds. Yes, the promo code. And uh, the thing about Casper mattresses, what we love is now you still sleeping on I've yours. You love a yours. Casper for, you have one. I, I love it. Oh, okay. I've had it for maybe a year or two now, two years maybe, and it's fantastic. Because it, it combines supportive memory foam uh, to create uh, a sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. It's, so how is your sink and bounce? Sink and bounce, Chris, is fantastic. <laughs> really good sink and bounce. In the industry, they call that the S&B. Yeah, yeah. So. 
I just I know a guy who works in mattresses. What are your S and B numbers, Nick? Uh, yeah. So I like, saw a commercial for a Casper on the flight home uh, from Houston the, yesterday. And I was already so uncomfortable on in the the seat and the plane. I was like, "This looks like the most amazing mattress oh. I've ever seen in my life. I'm gonna buy one the second I get it." But you have one. I have one, and I absolutely love it. When I travel, it's the thing I think about. Like, I can't wait to get back to Casper and surfing. But Graham, right. what about the risk? What if you buy a mattress and then uh, you don't like it after thirty days? What can you do? Well, Chris, you can mail it back. No shipping. Free, free. They'll take it back free. No shipping. You have to carry it. You have to carry it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need to get a Sherpa. You need to get a mattress Sherpa. They know S&B quite well. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no shipping charges. You can ship it for free. That's what I mean, meant to say. And but yeah, there's no... It's a 100-night home trial. You can, you can And they'll have, refund you everything. They'll refund you everything. Mm-hmm. So you can have the mattress for... Wow. Yeah, there, there's no risk. There's no risk. So remember, casper.com slash comedy film nerds is the landing page. And then use promo code comedy film nerds for $50 off your mattress. And they're very fair. They're just very fair prices. It's yes. good pricing. You're going to love all of it. So go to Casper. I'm literally going to do this. Because <laughs> I'm one of those. I have, I've, I've had the same bed for a long time. And I'm one of those people where I'm the opposite of you where... I can't wait to sleep in a hotel bed because it's so much better than my home bed. You're like, I can't wait to go home to my Casper. I'm like, I never want to sleep in my bed again. I'm actually going to look into that. Well, make sure you use our coupon code. I will, yeah. <laughs> Believe me, yeah. I want, mo- I want money off of anything I can get. <laughs> um, so, all right, let's go to trailers. All right. So- uh, Alien Covenant. Now, this is actually um, roughly the third trailer that's come out. The first one was the uh, the R. The red band one, which was uh, good and violent and uh, gory. The second one was this weird little prologue that just kind of showed the crew uh, when they're about to go into uh, hypersleep, just kind of talking, hanging out. And uh, this next one that came out is the green band trailer that pretty much is a normal trailer that shows what's going on and you get to see the alien. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about this movie. I really am. I uh, uh, We just showed our daughter, she's 12, Alien and Aliens 2, sadly, with Bill Paxton passing away. But um, she loved them. And um, I, I think this is the kind of franchise that I don't mind them reviving it because I think, mm-hmm. yeah, let's let's get another good Alien movie. I mean, let's forget about Prometheus and yeah. uh, let's see a good Alien movie now. And Ridley Scott is back. He's directing. I really want to see this movie now. He is directing, right? I'm not excited. just producing. Yeah, he is directing. Yeah. <laughs> he is directing. Um, I'm excited to see it. You know, uh, Nomi Rapace, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Rapace. Rapace. <laughs> and uh, Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Robot Bender. Robot Bender. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited, but I, I still have a little Prometheus hangover in me that I'm like. <clears throat> That's understandable. I don't know yeah. if. Rid, like has Ridley lost it? Mm-hmm. I want this to be great. Yes. I've loved the Alien franchise, most of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but I'm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts, Nick, on watching? I it. thought Prometheus was okay. I, I mean, it maybe you're gonna was, have to leave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then they just cut my mic and came yeah. out. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought it was. I it was okay. I mean, it was a little underwhelming. I was like, wait, is more isn't going to happen? But. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I saw the, the, the this newest trailer. I saw it last night when when I was watching Logan, and I was kind of excited. And yeah. Fastbender's great. Danny McBride's in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, 
but I like that it opened with a bunch of couples, you know, uh, going on what turn- is going to end up being like the worst couples retreat yeah. in the world, <laughs> essentially. But because it makes sense, it's like all right. Well, if you're going to colonize, yeah, planet, you you would yeah, it's going to take yeah. yeah a bunch of a bunch of couples. But it also makes sense that you know most couples don't work out, and that's the uh, going to be the moral of the story at the end of this uh, <laughs> <laughs> movie. Um, but I, it looks promising i like that ridley scott's directing um when whenever they revive a franchise or add on to whatever i'm always nervous you know i'm always like should i even bother should i just not like i watched the alien movies when i was younger and then i like didn't want to rewatch them or watch any sequels or anything because i just don't want to ruin it you know so i just leave it alone but this one actually pulled me in a little bit and then you get to see the alien in the end right. and it looked cool mm-hmm. and i was like i might actually just have to go do this i think i'll probably end up i mean i'm, yeah. I'm excited i'm, I'm gonna be seeing i'm it, gonna yeah. see it it's gonna be another date night this is <laughs> right. another date night movie <laughs> and social media will help too because you're gonna know pretty quick right whether it's actually good i think that's what i'm gonna do yeah. i'm literally i'm not going opening night i'm gonna mm-hmm. wait right after the first weekend and and hear what people say yeah I if think there's so. a lot of like eh, then i'm gonna i think that's it. the right move yeah there's certain movies where you're like i'm going opening night because i don't even want to risk having it spoiled you know right. like all the the the, the, ba- the christopher nolan yeah, batman yeah. films i just went i just did it but with this i might wait at least three or four days and then once once the word's out, then I'll go watch it in the afternoon where it's not going to be crowded or yeah. narc light or something like that. But all right, and, and ne- then War Machine. War Machine. Trailer. So this is an exclu- a Netflix exclusive with yes. Bradley Pitt that basically is just showing that the you know whatever well, we've been in Afghanistan since two thousand and one. So yeah. you know the only <laughs> thing I, I, war. I could say about this trailer is what it wants to be. It, it's clear this movie wants to be Doctor Strangelove, like a, a satirical mm-hmm. uh, war movie, a- and that's the kind of thing where mm, you, that could work. It could be good war. Yeah. You think it it's may supposed not. to be satirical? Yeah. I think it's well, a- no IMDb. Says that it's satirical. The second half of the trailer kind of... Now, here's the thing. The fact that you didn't get that from the trailer already is not a good sign. (laughs) If 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 that's not coming across... Because I was like, what's with this music all of a sudden? Mm -hmm. And then the way the the character was speaking, I'm like, is this going to have comedic elements to it? Which... You're right. That could work or that could just look real ugly. Yeah, it could really fall flat. I I thought... You know, having not read, now I'm staring, a satire of America's war with Afghanistan with a focus on the people running the campaign is what it says on IMDb. Mm-hmm. That, I don't know. And and Brad Pitt doing some kind of character voice. Well, there's already a disconnect from the movie and the impression from the trailer. So again, that's that's not, not never a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to cover, handle this. You're going to show the America's longest war that is never ending the American war machine. And you're going to do this comedy or satire. I don't, who wrote it? Uh, it's written by Michael Hastings. Michael Hastings wrote the book. Okay. Uh, and David Mashad did the screenplay. Okay. So I don't know, man. It's probably most likely Brad Pitt's company's producing it too. Yeah. And it's just a one-off. It's not going to be like, because it is on Netflix, they could just. Did it do look it. like a series to you? Like kind of could be, yeah. You know? Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a feature. It's a feature. All right, mm-hmm. it's a Netflix exclusive feature. I don't know, but maybe now Netflix is moving into full length feature series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like ten installments of two hour movies. Yeah. <laughs> they seemingly have well, no end to their money supply. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the, the Sherlock model, really. They do what three episodes a season, but they're they're like feature films. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. I mean, I I. 
you know, hats off to Netflix. They try yeah. a lot of really bold stuff. They mm-hmm. they're not afraid to experiment, which that I'm cool with. Yeah, right. And but, it takes very little effort for me to watch their stuff. Not yeah. every not everything's yeah, going to be a home run. Nope. <laughs> and they seem to be okay with that. Yeah. They seem yeah, to they just do. be like. Keep making stuff. Oh, we found right. a Stranger Things. Oh, hey, a House yeah. of Cards. Hey, Orange mm-hmm. is the New Black. And then we're going to make some stuff that isn't going to just hit. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. that's fine. Yep. Yeah, they kind of get a pass in a way because they're... For every Stranger Things, there's a fuller house. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> they get a pass, I think, because they're not like... They're just a content provider, right. mostly. You right. know, you're not looking for like, you know, action movies from them or just comedies and criticizing them because of it. Because they're releasing... Fuller House, Stranger Things, Netflix comedy specials by Dave Chappelle. It re- I mean, they're releasing everything. Right. Yep. Eventually, you know, everyone's going to like enough stuff. And then you go, yeah. And it's you don't have to do much. You just sit on your couch. Boom, you're watching. I didn't go to the I theater. don't like that. Let's watch another thing. Yeah. Right. yeah. You can be 40 minutes into this and go, eh. Yeah. Stop. Let's, let's, uh, I've been 40. Cost me a lot more money to see that in the movie theater with right. uh, exactly, you know, my yeah. wife and I go out, babysitter. Yeah. It's two tickets. It's now, oh no, that's cheaper. When I think about it, I've, I've probably been 40 minutes into more things than I've actually completed and liked on Netflix, <laughs> but I'm still okay with Netflix. <laughs> right. Because yeah. they've released just enough great stuff to where I'm still happy. Yeah. yeah. Right. There's been enough House of Cards. All type right, let's shows. stop mentioning their name. They're not paying for that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Streaming service. Yeah, let's mention Hulu six times to balance it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, some DVDs. Yeah, let's talk about uh, DVDs. Moana. Now, I don't know if uh, did you catch this in the in the theater? No. I, I you know I have kids, so I end up okay. seeing all of these things. Yeah, but but I'll tell you, I liked it. It was a really fun movie. It it hit all the right notes and beats. I liked the music, and it was. Um, what I like about it now, when when they when Disney bought Pixar and John Lasseter became uh, basically in charge of all the animation for for Disney, um, it does. They never feel like a money grab, and mm-hmm. obviously they're completely calculated to do well right. in the marketplace. But they always feel uh, genuine, and they resonate, and they don't feel rushed or sloppy. It's always like a, a high level of quality from the writing, directing, songs, acting voiceover even just the technical aspects of the animation yeah so um i was very happy with it i thought it was i thought it was great uh and jackie is uh you you ended up seeing jackie no i did not see jackie Jackie. 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 and and let me i i don't know if you guys will agree with me or not but like i was apprehensive because i'm like i can't i don't know if i can fully like believe natalie portman as jackie because it's hard to believe like a movie star. The trailer doesn't help. It doesn't help. Yeah. yeah. Where I'm like, I feel like I'm just going to be watching Natalie Portman do a Not Jackie. Like that. Yeah. That's what it felt like in the trailer. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. I, and I waited to hear reviews. No one I know is really talking about it. No one's like, you got to watch this. Everyone just sort of, I, everyone came that I, I, I didn't see the movie, but everybody that I did talk to, they all kind of had a like, yeah, I mean, it looks cool, but it's right. sort of you know, and it's mm. and it's also like, like you say, I think Natalie Portman is kind of gets in the way, yeah, because Jackie Onassis, you know, Jackie Kennedy was, it's it's like you can't have that. She's such an icon, yeah. It's hard to to pull that off. It's such a hard thing to pull off. Yeah. Someone that is so iconic, their voice, their way they talk, the everything that time in history, Camelot yeah. and the assassinate. Like it's it's just, got her a nomination. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
I mean, she's a look. I like she's a good actress. She Natalie is. Portman's mm-hmm. a good actress. I just think it was just too tough of a thing. She's to- too Natalie Portman to get. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's too much Natalie Portman there. Right. You know who could have done it? Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> she can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next one is The Eyes of My Mother. This is a horror movie that came out. Neil really liked this. Uh, I believe there's a uh, review on the site for for Eyes of My Mother. And also Trespass Against Us. This was the UK kind of winter's bonish with Michael Fassbender. Um, I'd said before, like I said, it was not very good. Okay. It was um, one of those movies where the performances of the stars elevated the material higher than it would be without them, right. but ultimately wasn't as good. Like, uh, just go see Winter's Bone again. <laughs> um, and the site spotlight, uh, CJ has already reviewed Kong Skull Island. You could check that out Ooh. already, even though it hasn't come out yet. Ooh. Down Under, sometimes they get the Kong movies earlier. They only get King Kong <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm excited to see this because Australia is closer to Skull Island. Yeah, that's it's, right. it's true. Isn't it right off of Tasmania? Yeah. Uh, I the trailer for this, I'm fired up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm excited about it too. And uh, I peaked it. And normally, I don't read the reviews before I see it, even when they're on our own site. Mm-hmm. But I did peek at this one, and here's what I really love about it. And I got this from the trailer, and I wanted to see if it was true. It has an Apocalypse Now vibe to it, set in the 70s. Like, what a great fucking idea. Like, treat it like an Apocalypse Now with monsters and and King Kong. Uh, So I am jazzed about it. This really feels like a true popcorn movie in every sense of the word. It's fun. It's ridiculous. It knows it's fun and ridiculous, so it's not trying to be anything ridiculous. Is there more than one trailer to it? Yeah, there's multiple trailers. Okay, because I saw just the one, and... I felt like it wasn't ridiculous enough because I'm all for the stupidest action movie ever made. I love that. They're funnier than most comedies that try to be comedies to me. But this one was just too in the middle. I was like, it doesn't look like it's trying to be a serious action movie or stupid. According to CJ, it's not. It knows. Okay, good. All right. Well, okay, yeah. Then I'll. And there's also some trailers, especially when you see John C. Riley with this crazy character. Yeah. Okay, yeah. This this is going to be a little goofier. Okay. But. But I'm really looking forward to it as well. I think it looks. Uh, I it feel looks like great. it needs like Nicolas Cage in it. No, this <laughs> really send it over the top. You know, I'm hoping there's a secret cameo that they didn't tell us about. She's been living there in a <laughs> right, yeah, 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 or something. Yeah. Now this next movie, Personal Shopper. This is a fascinating movie. This is a weird. What's um, this? One? Kristen Stewart is a shopper for some giant celebrity who then oh. dies. It's this weird, like ghost story, sort of ghost story, huh. French slash horror movie. But it, it's like it's a combination. It's it's very European. It's it's set in Paris, but it feels like a French movie. And I think it was a a co production between France and Germany. But it, it's really weird. Like even the trailer is subtitled um, wow. in French. So it's it's an English. Most of it's in English, but then it's subtitled in French. So I, That's I don't know. It's a really weird, weird thing. To, I'm like, I'm like, how did this get put together? It's, like, that has that weird feeling it to it. It seems like though it could be the type of film because it it's jumping around through genres, right? That actually could work mm-hmm. because it's like I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, it's it's like. Eve's of St. Marie or whatever, like Kristen Stewart is working for a rich lady. And then, oh, the rich lady disappears. And then her dead brother's talking to her. This is all in the trailer. And I'm like, I'm, I'm. The clouds of Silas Mariner or something. That's right. 
by the clouds of Silas Mariner. Oh. We both dead on the description of that movie, the clouds of Silas Mariner. <laughs> and that's coming out this week? Yeah. Um, it's going against Skull Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck. Um, yeah, same crowd. Yeah. Same crowd. <laughs> Which one do we watch? I know. Yeah. <laughs> the weird French ghost movie? Yeah. Or... And then someone going, I wish Kong Skull Island had French subtitles. Then it wouldn't have to make a decision. (laughs) And and even from the trailer, you're like, not even sure, is it a ghost story? I'm like, it's like, it's still kind of vague. Like, uh, now the next movie on the list, this is a a small indie movie called Raw. And bring that one up on IMDb. I saw the trailer for it. And this is one fucked up movie. This could be Um, a horror movie. It could be about being a vegan. You know what? It could be a a horror movie about vegans. Yes. You're right. What? No, I'm not. I swear to God, you're right. Yeah. What? uh, Read the description, Graham. When a young vegetarian undergoes a carnivorous hazing ritual at at a vet school, an unbidden taste for meat begins to grow in her. Yeah. So all of a sudden, she's like going nuts, and sometimes the uh, where she's going to get meat is uh, a little off-putting and, and disturbing. And this is a movie that proves there is a liberal bubble. Yeah. <laughs> no one in Des Moines, Iowa is ever going to watch this movie. Yeah. They're going to be like, what? Carnivore? What are you talking this, about? This is one. This really fits into that uh, subgenre of like art house horror. That's really what this movie is. Oh, yeah. This is art house horror. This could uh, only play in like San Francisco, L.A., Portland, Oregon, yeah, yeah Austin, Austin, Texas, yeah. <laughs> New York City, and wherever there's a horror it. festival, this would play. Yeah, like that. And then in in everywhere else, this plays as a hilarious comedy, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, like these people, they're afraid of meat, now they're eating it. Yeah, yeah, but but the trailer is so off-putting and so disturbing. It's really it's it's art house horror, and it looks it looks really fucked up. So. Um, I can I kind of want to see it now because it looks oh really God. really weird because it also tries to mix in a coming of age story on it too. So it, it's it, it just looks like one of those movies that no one was ever going to fund. Oh Somebody God. got the funding, either friends, family, or wherever. There's no studio is going to put money into that, <laughs> right? Um, so I, it, Cafe it's, Gratitude yeah. partially funded this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, they provided food. I'm for curious this to see it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So I, I'm, oh my I'm god. curious to see it. Your tickets printed on like a hemp wrap. Yeah. Or something. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go see this in in the middle of Hollywood and bring a steak sandwich with me. Yeah. <laughs> all the way through. Fucking hoagie. Uh, well, all right. I can't have this meatball sub in here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Throw it. At the it's screen. an arc light. What are you talking about? Uh, all right. <laughs> Well, that's our show, everybody. We've yes. given you some great things to think about. And eat. And eat. Yeah. Uh, eat a steak sandwich on your mattress. <laughs> right. Um, Nick, where can people find you on the internet, shows, whatever? You can find me at uh, nickyousef.com, N-I-C-K-Y-O-U-S-S-E-F.com. And then my Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, any other social media is at Nick Youssef. I use the same name for everything. God bless you. Yeah, it's so much easier that way. Uh, crazy Nicky 75. Yeah, yeah, Nick Comedy one two four eight. It's you know, and that's kind of what's good about having a, a Yousef three eleven. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of Yousefs out there. There's not a lot of Nick Yousefs, <laughs> yeah. I would imagine. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me for all social media and and road dates. Will all be on my website, and then uh, I'm I'm in town for the next probably month and a half. 
uh, where I'll be at the comedy store uh, a few times a week, uh, either in the original room, main room, or my show in the belly room, the workshop show. Uh, next one of those is March 22nd at 8 p.m. with Neil Brennan, Kumail Nanjiani, uh, Beth Stelling, myself. I'm missing someone else. Um, but lineups uh, uh, all up there. NickYousef.com for all that stuff. Um, and then when does this come out? Today. Today. Uh, today. Tonight I'm at the Irvine Improv for Comedy Juice. Um, in two weeks I'm at the oh, you Hollywood. Better get, you better get going. I know. You better go now. <laughs> um, if you don't live in Irvine, just don't go. Yeah. Um, and then Comedy Juice in Ho- at the Hollywood Improv uh, in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Yeah. Um, guys, uh, go to the Patreon link just to give you an yes. idea what it takes to make the show. So it's about two, two and a half hours, sometimes longer, to just go see a movie. So we got to do that once a week. Then I drive here about an, uh, an hour round trip. Then it takes an hour or so to record the show, then an hour to post it. So add, there's about five, six hours a week that go into making the show. So supporting us on Patreon really It helps. makes a big difference. And that's difference. not even including all the support with the website and working on the store and, you know, fulfilling orders and paying taxes. And, paying taxes <laughs> and uh, there, there's, a, there's a lot more hours that go into actual comedy filmers. And one of the reasons is, too, is it's not just a podcast. It's a website. It's a store. We have the production arm. We made a feature film and, you know, dealing with the distributor. And getting deliverables together has been hours and hours. I can't even say hours and hours. It's been months and months of putting everything together. And so like, we want to expand the written content on this. Yes. Side, but we got to pay writers. We can't ask yeah. friends to write for free for us. Yeah. So there, there's all different ways that we want to expand, uh, not just the podcast, but Comedy Film Nerds as a company. And we put all those goals on the Patreon. So you can actually see where we're going and you can be a part of every step. That's what's really exciting. You're, you're going to help us grow step by step and you can see the difference. As soon as we hit one of those goals, you're going to see a difference in the amount of products and uh, content that we provide for you guys. So it's, it's all good. We'll do it all together and we're excited to uh, bring it to the next level. All right, guys, that is our show. I will be uh, headlining uh, Appleton, the Skyline Comedy Cafe in Appleton, Wisconsin, March 17th and 18th. That's two shows a night, so four shows total. And then I'm doing some shows um, through uh, in Hawaii and Oahu and the Big Island, uh, March 22nd through the 25th. I will not be able to get to Maui. Frank Pulaski, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, poor Frank. You <laughs> sorry, disappointed him again. I'm sorry. Uh, but maybe jump over to the Big Island, Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, earbuds, all that's for sale, guys. Uh, I think. Yep. Yeah, else? I have one uh, Kickstarter update. The graphic novel, uh, Long Ago and Far Away, the entire thing has now been laid out. So the layout for all 171 pages is now done. Awesome. So now it's a matter of doing the pencils and the inks and then the lettering, but... We're making progress. It looks great, and thanks again for supporting that. And we're also we're almost done with the Kickstarter earbuds rewards. We've been sending. Those oh out. yes, I forgot about that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we've sent out a lot of those. There's still a couple more. It's just as a big expense because it's a lot of shipping. Yes. So we've had to kind of do that. So I, I believe we're up to the um, hundred dollar tiers now. I think we're we're in the hundred to fifty range. But the sideshow ones have all gone out. The DVDs have all gone out. The uh, all of the. Um, um, the audio, the ones with the earbuds, which you guys got earlier, they all went out. So we're really, really uh, getting through these rewards. And if you haven't gotten it yet, don't worry. It is coming. It's just like Graham said, we got to do them a little bit slower because of the cost. 
All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our guest, Nick thank Youssef. You. Thanks for having me, you guys. Thanks. This is an impressive podcast. Like all the things you guys are doing. <laughs> the website and there's rewards and Kickstarters. I don't even know what a Patreon is, but I'm going to look into it. <laughs> this is really cool. Like it really is. <laughs> yeah, we're not just a couple of guys like yeah. talking into a recorder yeah, yeah, on yeah. couch. <laughs> yeah, we're just stuck in a garage. Yep. It's, all, it's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for having me. Welcome, welcome uh, into the wonderful world of comedy film nerds. Uh, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember Han, Han shot, shot first, first. Casper. <laughs> <laughs>